0: the Making a Musical Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Graft. The podcast follows the development and execution of my critically acclaimed Off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York. We open Off-Broadway at the Players Theater January 9th, 2020. You can buy a ticket now and if you buy a ticket for opening night, you'll get really cool free stuff in the gift basket. Visit goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. The tickets start at 42 bucks, or you can just donate to our Indiegogo page and get free tickets as well. You can also buy cool perks. Well, you can get stuff like shirts and more. It's all at GoodMorningNewYorkMusical.com. Indiegogo, shirts, tickets, just go there. Go to the website. Now, I'm not the only one raising money for a show. Today's guest is Caroline McQuig. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yes, and you are producing a play in New York City. I sure am. Yeah,
1: it's called Scab by Sheila Callahan. Um, It's an awesome little play I got to do over the winter at um, my school. I go to Marymount Manhattan College.
0: Um, we did it there and now we're taking it to the streets of New York. And that's pretty impressive because what you're doing right now, you've got to raise 7000 for yours. Yes. I have to raise 13000 for mine. First let's talk about the inception of the show. So you did it at your college? Yes. So it was a club production at our school um, with a really awesome
1: completely student-run team and cast. Um, and we perf- we rehearsed over January and performed in February, uh, and then we all nobody wanted to stop, so we decided we'd take it to a theater. We found the Access Theater in Soho, um, a really great space that we're going to be performing in,
0: and yeah, we can't wait. And that's in the summer. Yes, that'll so, be in June. So your show opens um, before mine. Let me move the microphone there. We're doing this in my kitchen. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to be back in the studio. It's, yeah. It's just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. And if you hear noises, there's a cat here. <laughs> and there's a protein shake, too. There's a lot going on in yeah. this kitchen right now. Protein and cats. All right. <laughs> so let's start about raising money. Because Good Morning New York, we're trying to go the investor route. As from previous podcasts, we're not that successful with it, but also we're doing crowdfunding, the podcast and charts, we're doing everything. Tell me how you guys are trying to get the money. Well, we definitely decided to go the crowdfunding route. Um, we're not really expecting
1: a huge return or profit on this show. Um, basically, we're just theater kids that wanted to put on our show again, and um it's all completely a passion project. So we're crowdfunding mostly reaching out to our friends and family, people that saw the show already, that loved it, people that love us, want to support our careers and um, help us get going. There's It's me and one other girl that's a senior in school right now, so it'll be our first performance out of college, which is exciting. Um, and then also a bunch of kids that are still in school that are kind of kickstarting their careers off early, which is really exciting.
0: That's so exciting. And by the way, guys, as we talk about our show, if you go into the notes section in the summary section of the podcast, you can click on a link that'll take you to her website where you can donate some money. But let's talk about how you got involved. Like, did you want to do the Kickstarter or the Indiegogo? Um, before you answer, I want to kind of break down the difference between Kickstarters and Indiegogos because... Um, not a lot of people know this and I've made a few mistakes in the early stages of Good Morning New York as well. So let's start with Kickstarter. It's all or nothing. So if you set up a campaign and you try to raise 10,000 bucks but you only raise 9,000, you fail, you don't get any of the money, nobody's charged, it's like you never existed except you do because people will still see that you have a failed Kickstarter when they Google your name. It's the (laughs) worst. It's there. I have two failed Kickstarters. So. This has come back to kick me in the butt. I had two failed Kickstarters for albums. One was just stupid. I set a goal of $20,000 not realizing that I couldn't keep it. So then I, I, could, like, I couldn't even raise it. I know I couldn't oh, raise no. it. And I, I thought I could keep it all. And I couldn't. Oof. Yeah, so there goes that money. Deleted that one. And I actually was reaching out to investors in the early phases. And like one of them actually did email me. And he was like, oh, I see you have a failed Kickstarter. And I'm like, oh. God. Oh no! Yeah, so that sucked. Ugh. So like people, if they want to invest in your show, they're gonna see that you failed at raising money for one. So Kickstarter's rough. Kickstarter's rough. Ugh. The second one was a little bit better. I set a goal of two thousand dollars for an album, but no one was really cast yet. So it was like me and the composer. Mm-hmm. So we we raised four hundred and forty out of two thousand, which wasn't too bad. I mean, it obviously still didn't get anywhere. But as you guys heard on my podcast, um. Well, I had a podcast about my tooth surgery. (laughs) So as as we talked about on that podcast, Morgan suggested, she's in the musical, she said that Indiegogo gives you the choice to do an all or nothing campaign, but it also gives you one where you can keep what you raise. So that's why for Good Morning New York, we do the Indiegogo page because we can keep um, whatever we raise, which is awesome. And we actually did raise a lot more than we thought. What is the approach that you're taking and how did you get there? So... Right now we're on Indiegogo. The journey
1: there has been a treacherous one.
0: <laughs> failed Kickstarter, <laughs> not a
1: failed Kickstarter, a canceled Kickstarter. Oh yeah, uh, which pretty much the same. It'll still pop up. You can still see it. It's online, but we're not using it.
0: Yeah, so, give us that link. So, <laughs> um,
1: so we had, we have our team all together. A little background, um, and we had started prep for this new production put up a Kickstarter put up all this stuff um, and then had to let go of a team member um, who is the one that had control of the Kickstarter so uh, that got a little messy and we weren't sure we'd be able to retain the funds even if we reached our goal since we didn't have total control over the account so because he was in
0: charge of all of it yes right yes
1: and then um, we had to end that partnership and uh so now we've restarted it on Indiegogo. Um, we took the Kickstarter approach to begin with because a few of our good friends um, over at Bear in the Church, another show downtown happening right now, actually. I don't know when this is getting released.
0: Uh, Thursday. Thursday. So it Happy will... Thursday. Happy Thursday. It's
1: Thursday. And um, How are you? <laughs> um, they'll be running this weekend as well. Um, it's another group of... Folks from Marymount that put together a production of Bear, um, and they raised fifteen thousand on their Kickstarter. What? Yeah. How? S- they're just so <laughs> smart and talented and amazing. And go see their show. But are they, fa- are they famous? No. I mean, l- very well connected people.
0: Jeez.
1: Um, very okay. very talented people. Um, and Coleman Clark, who is the producer on that and director. Uh, is a good friend and was helping us a lot with advice on how to get started. And he used Kickstarter and was like, the time, uh, one plus side is that the time crunch on a Kickstarter is a big motivator for donators. So it's, if you're going to people and being like, we have four days to raise this much money, can you help us get there? Because otherwise we can't do this show we love so much. Like it's it's a cool little way to push people to give Um, so we were a little motivated by that to begin with but we didn't want the kickstarter to be confused if we started a new one and still had the canceled one online because they keep it up until the end of your original like, the, the whole time you were originally supposed oh, to have it. yeah. They don't right. delete it. It's, they, it's just, like, deactivated, but mm. it's still online.
0: So we didn't want there to be any confusion. And even after you cancel it, it's still online. Yeah. Like, I, lo- I Googled mine. My failed Kickstarters are still online. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. So like, oh, we started Indiegogo
1: just so we had a new platform mm-hmm. um, and decided overall if we had some money, it would be better than no money.
0: (laughs) Yes. And there's still a deadline on Indiegogo as well. It still says like you have 40 days to raise the money. What is the hardest thing that you've run into? Actually, how much do you have so far? So far, I believe as of right now, we have around 150
1: bucks. Okay. So out of our $6,000 goal, that's, you know, not fantastic, but it's, we're only in the first like week or so of, of putting it up. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest challenge so far in raising money has just been that most of our fans, if you can ah. call them that, we don't have many, um, is our fellow classmates. And we're all broke. <laughs> so getting being like, hey, can you give five bucks? It's a, it's a big ask from a fellow college student that's also just scraping by. Um, a big advantage is... All of our families really want to help and contribute, and that's great. And um, I've sort of begun the process of reaching out to people I've worked with previously, like theater companies and uh, groups I've done shows with, like at schools and conservatories and stuff, and being like, listen, I'm, I'm putting this up. I know that you're passionate about theater as well. If you feel moved to give to us, that'd be really fantastic. I would appreciate it. So...
0: Today, I sent all these emails. I think I sent, I targeted news stations in Nebraska. And I targeted North Platte, Nebraska, and Lincoln, Nebraska. And I sent an email to all the reporters. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, can you help us fund our off Broadway show about morning news? (laughs) We'll see. If anyone responds. I let me see if anyone responded. I don't think anyone responded yet. I know that I nope, no responses. <laughs> Why did you choose those areas? I target? worked there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I worked in Nebraska and Colorado and New York and the news mm-hmm. markets there. So I was like Hey, my musical is inspired by my time in morning news where I worked in Nebraska. <laughs> Look closely, there's hey. a character written about you. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. you're in it. <laughs> you're in it. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the stations that I didn't work at. Because I think that if I like targeted the stations that I did work at, like they'd... they'd uh, there's a reason why there's a musical about, about people. Yes. Because <laughs> there's drama. <laughs> yes. And conflict. That's what makes it. Absolutely. <laughs> I can say this, actually, because I know that in Good Morning New York... There's a line where the, the reporter turns to a writer and she was like, if you want to be a writer, and then he's like, I am a writer. And when I was in Nebraska, I had a quote unquote mentor. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. People like to assume that they're your mentor when they're your not. They're not. I hate mm-hmm. yeah. that. Yeah. But I had a mentor, you know, fake mentor. <laughs> mentor. Mentor. Yeah. They, I had a fake mentor. <laughs> that what, a lot, like for the first six months, she would always turn to me and she'd be like, if you want to be a reporter, and it's like, I've been doing this, I'm still new, Mm -hmm. but technically I am one. Mm -hmm. But anyway, my point is, I can't send it to those networks because they're going to be like, that's the girl that wanted to be a reporter. Right. Not that they don't actually consider you, like, knowledgeable.
1: Which, you know, is another roadblock I'm running into with funding. Because I'm, people, I'm studying musical theater. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for a long time. And even in that arena, people are like, oh, so you want to be an actor. That's like, so annoying! I'm, I am an actor. I've been doing this for a long time. I've, you know, had little jobs here and there, but I'm still in school. There's a reason I haven't been working. It's because I'm getting my training. And now that I've sort of embarked on this little baby journey of producing, um, I'm like, oh, well, I'm producing this show. And people are like, so you want to be a producer? I was like, no, I'm, I'm doing that right now. Yeah. And so there's just such a lack of legitimacy when... Even though there shouldn't be, you know. So it,
0: it, they certainly like belittle you. It's like you're doing something, and they're like. Oh, that's cute. I talked about it on a previous episode. Oh, yeah. But, like, we're, do, we're doing these new projects, and every producer goes through this. It's just the phases. It's yeah. like this phase, and then it goes, well, then you do the next phase, and the next phase. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is actually, like, this is the path that producers take yeah. from start to finish. You're called the producer, but a lot of people outside it don't understand. Yeah. And from the start, it's real. Even though it's a small
1: project, it's happening. It's, it's a real thing. So... You know, that's frustrating, but also in a natural part of the process. Yes, and
0: that's why I'm not reaching out to my old news stations, mm-hmm. people there. I'm certainly reaching out to the people who don't know me, because, like, they already consider me... I was so still working news, but they already now consider me a reporter. I wasn't a reporter. Well, I was, but I'm not anymore. They consider me somewhat a journalist, right. and then they also consider me a news producer. Mm-hmm. Not people who are like, oh, I remember her when she was 19. Right. I, well, I wore some bad outfits. <laughs> I did. Like... I wore some, I think I had a necklace that had a a big, what are those stones? It's like, you know, when you go to a rock show? Oh. Like a geode? What's a geode? Is it like a flat, shiny stone with all those, the, um, anyway, I remember, I don't know what the hell my problem was, but I found (laughs) a really discount necklace place and they had nice long necklaces with like a stone, maybe like half the size of your fist. And it was like, I would wear that. I got a A photo. statement necklace is not a crime, but perhaps that it one was not the, a great choice. It was bad. <laughs> oh, no. By the way, guys, I made my reels public, so if you ever want to Google me, you can see my old reporting oh, reels from I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, <laughs> looking up my reels. Um, now, now, as we were saying, <laughs> raising money, yes, it is, it is hard. It's a challenge, and it's a big challenge when it's like your first thing. Yes, definitely. And I was, we were talking about this a little bit earlier,
1: but... Um, I tried to give myself a little experience before jumping into producing an entire published play. That's one of the challenges with this is that it's it's a published play. It's not something written by a peer um, that we can just put up without having to pay for rights. We have to pay for rights for this, um, which gets pricey. But the first thing I ever produced... Can you say how much the rights are? Or do you not Yeah, want to no, to- I, I mean, I don't care. It's a, It's a... About 90 performance it's coming out to 540 dollars
0: yep so she needs that yeah <laughs> hurry up guys <laughs> give me that money it's so, in the summary yes. and then donate to mine after hers <laughs> both of us support all of the art yeah this paycheck her next paycheck me i have a ways to go exactly <laughs> um so that that's
1: been a roadblock but the first thing I ever produced was this winter, this past winter, I produced a concert of um, all female singer-songwriters performing their own work. Everybody got like a two-song set, um, and it was all for charity. So doing it for charity meant the venue gave me the space for free for the night. I just had to bring in, they said it was 30 people I had to bring in, and there was a two-drink minimum. So as long as 30 people bought their two drinks... I was fine. I was covered. Um, And there was no investment upfront from anyone. It was just, if we raise some money, great, it's going to a good cause. If we don't raise any money, that's fine, we still had a fun night. So I started out there and kind of learned a little bit about talking to venues and and trying to market your show and all of that, and now stepping out into a little more dangerous territory with a full production.
0: I kind of wish that I took that approach because I just like from the get go I was like writing the checks with my own pay and I, and and I'm like I'm overpaying for it now. I'm I'm probably still gonna do it if I can't raise the money, but like <laughs> it's really annoying to go like a year like up oh, time to write all the pay the checks mm-hmm. to everybody. It's that's I wish that I did take that approach, that the charity approach at first or like take a slower steps where it's not like my all right. of my paycheck and I wish I could put more money into it. But I mean, like
1: I said, I'm still a student. Until May 18th, I'm a student. <laughs> and mm. so I'm only working part-time. I can
0: only make so much in that amount of time. I just have a one-track mind. I'm like, well, SpaghettiOs for two <laughs> weeks? Done. I don't have that much self-control. <laughs> like, well, but then I get all pissy when it's like, you're using my money. Like, you're robbing me. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with self-funding is you're like, you put all your money and your emotions into it, mm-hmm. and then you're just like... I've given you everything. So right. if someone pisses you off, you're like, I gave you everything. Exactly. And, and it's you just your, took it.
1: You've, you've written ran. this show. It's it's such a, it's an emotional connection anyway because of what the
0: show is. Yeah, which so. is probably why I should raise the money from other people. <laughs> Not like me putting, because if it like, crap hits the fan, then I'm like, my livelihood. But also, what
1: a great Lesson? pitch for people. Oh. <laughs>
0: just well, Just like, you feel so
1: passionate about it that you've written this show and you're funding it. So if you believe so hard in it, somebody else has got to as well.
0: Right, right. But hopefully, if I raise enough money, guys, listening, (laughs) um, I won't have to. Exactly. A big problem that I'm having, as you might have heard in the pitch episode, is that no one really understands how theater budgets work. And I didn't really either until a year ago. So how did you learn? Um, Well, thankfully, I have a fantastic
1: team working with me. Um, And, um, they really, uh, my approach to the budget was doing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of research. And, um, Coleman, who I mentioned earlier, is, uh, who's working on Bear, um, sat down with me so graciously, gave me some of his time to kind of talk through how he put his budget together. And I learned a lot from him. How did he do it? Um, well, he has done producing before so he knows he considered things I didn't even think about like putting money into marketing
0: oh yeah you gotta do that (laughs) yeah
1: and putting and insurance I would never have known that you need to buy insurance um stuff like that just oh and a contingency um section of your budget where it's just six percent of your total budget you add that into the total to be extra just in case money like it's tech week and you're out of gaff tape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. you have that $300 stocked away for that specific time. Um, so really helpful things like that. And other than that, it just doing a lot of research, I looked at so many theaters in the city trying to find the best deal and the ideal space for the show. Because I didn't want to sacrifice the integrity of the vision our amazing director and designers have. Um, just because it was a cheap place and actually we got really lucky and the space that gave us the deal we felt most comfortable with is also a space that we felt really passionate about how it would look and how it would help us tell the story so that was really great um, I reached out to every designer every head of each department if we're putting it in those terms um, and said what's your ideal budget keep in mind the scope Of this production that's not a full fledged professional production yet. Um, but
0: for this level of the production, what would you how much money do you want, basically? Do you have any examples from like from my opinion, what 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 did the set say? Like I guess can you give me some examples? Just so I know, because I haven't gotten there yet. Totally, totally. (laughs) Well, um
1: for lighting, for example, the space we're using, the gallery space at the Access Theatre, they don't have a lighting grid. They have like a couple little things here and there and then like poles where you can put clip lights and things like that. So I brought my lighting designer with me to look at the space and said, okay, so knowing that this is what they have for you and whatever you have personally that you're willing to contribute, how much do you need for me to have these like six lights and like LED strips and whatever you need? And he was like, well, it's not going to be super
0: expensive. I need 100 bucks." Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So, What about set? Do you have to pay the set designer? Um, well, the deal... I'm, I'm looking for a set designer. That's oh, why I'm really? I'm like, tell me how much you're paying for your set designer great. so I can steal them. Well, go. I will
1: give you their name. Um, but we've actually... Everyone working on the process is um, volunteering their time and is oh. getting paid a cut of ticket sales. Um, so... How much they get paid depends on how many of you come to see the show. <laughs> yeah, yep. uh But we actually have a really small budget for set because it's a super minimal set, um, almost nothing, um, just sort of helping with the configuration of the space because um, it's pretty much a big room that we kind of have free reign in. Um, but, like, props is our biggest... Um, design budget, I think. It's a really prop-heavy show. Um, and we went, we researched everything we needed, made a master list of all the props we needed, looked online how much those things would all be at the best deals we could find them at, came up with what that total is, and was like, okay, and what can we do without? And what can cast members bring and like let us use? Because, it's. I mean, like I said, it's a passion project. We all just so desperately want to be there doing it. So it's not so much about the money for us at this point in the process. Um, so yeah, and and we have like an A, B, and C budget. So the A budget is like, what baseline do we have to have to make the show happen? And if we don't have this much, we can't put the show up. And then the B budget is like, okay, if we make a little more, what what are our next things we want to add? And so like a little nicer prop cigarettes or... Um there's like a house plant in the show so like a bigger plant or something mm. like that. Um and then the C budget is like if all of our wildest dreams come true and some anonymous donor gives us a million dollars what are we going to do? Oh. Um yeah.
0: Now, I bet you you could get a lot of those props sponsored. Really? Probably. You're better at sponsors than I am. Well, I, I just love free stuff. Yeah. Oh, who doesn't? Um, yeah, I <laughs> got a new tea sponsor everybody buy a ticket for opening night. <laughs> You'll get free tea and it's legit quality tea as well. <sighs> opening night tickets goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. All right. So, <laughs> but what I'll say when it comes to sponsors, name like, I don't know, name a few props that, that you have. We need oh, some beer bottles. Oh my god. Okay, well, shout out to Original Sin Cider. Well, there are cans. That's my oh yeah really yeah we oh. have a couple a scene a couple scenes that are in bars where we need people holding drinks exactly so original sin if you just write them an email say hey well I don't I can't guarantee that they'll do it but right. original sin for example I worked with them in the past mm-hmm. and if you say hey we're doing a show can you do some in kind donations and then we'll give you some uh, program ad space and we'll also have product placement in the show they might just give you those yeah
1: can you tell me more about in-kind donations and like pursuing that
0: yeah i'll just read you an email that i sent earlier um i think when did i send this i sent this last week so here's an email that i sent before i tell you about the email i do want to say that you'll have to send a lot of these emails yeah. and my rule of thumb is that i have max three paragraphs max three sentences each so i try to only do one sentence per paragraph mm-hmm. but well, it doesn't really count but here's what we have here's an email that i sent to a company recently quote morning i'm producing the off-broadway show good morning new york a new musical it opens at the players theater january 9th 2020 second paragraph says we're looking for sponsors and i'm wondering if you'd be interested third paragraph sponsorship includes a donation um in parentheses money or in kind to the show in exchange for product placement on the set promotion and ads Our director is a big fan of your product, so I'd love to work something out. That's true, though. Our director did... The company that we reached out to... Great. ...is a big, big fan. Amazing. Yeah. So that's what I sent. And it's great
1: to... I, I think probably a good process for this would be coming up with companies that you do personally enjoy and that would relate to your show and then targeting those first, don't you think?
0: Yeah, and a lot of them reach out and say like, hey, what are you you thinking of? And if you get like a beer company or really any food and beverage company, a lot of them actually will do it because it's, um, if you're not asking for money, you're just asking for product product, that's product placement. Mm -hmm. And then you can guarantee that they're going to have it on Instagram, you're going to promote it. You know, I see your Instagram page. You know <laughs> how influencer marketing works. Yes. Um, everyone, wait. what's your Insta handle? It's so, at Caroline McQuig. That, you can... Yeah, I'm listening. Oh. <laughs> we can probably throw I, that in I'm there. going back to my notes section. All right, I'll let you say it one more time. Yeah, it's Caroline McQuig. It's uh,
1: C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. M C Q U A I G can finally there.
0: Yeah, you're you know how to do product placement. Yeah. I think that you, out of everyone I know, you and me. Yeah, I th- would say that you. will, I think you know more. However, oh. I would say that you can definitely, if you can get products in your Instagram, mm-hmm. you can 100% get it. in your show totally
1: yeah it's and it's something i didn't even consider before talking to you today about (laughs) it which
0: thank you so much for bringing that up no problem what other props do you need for your show
1: um well this one's high profile but jack daniels is a big feature in the show really yeah oh i mean
0: maybe probably how many jack daniels do you need we need we need like two bottles Mm, i would reach out See? Anyway, just, like, go to their marketing page and be like, hey, I'm producing a, I would say, off-Broadway show. Yeah. Because, like, who knows? No one knows Honestly, the difference. Honestly, I go
1: home and I'm, like, in school for musical theater and my parents' friends are like, so you're on Broadway? And yes. I'm
0: like, sure. Yeah. In my pitch episode, the guy was like, she's pitching a Broadway show. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's not. Almost. The theater is on Broadway. The street. Oh. So. So that that totally. It counts. Totally. Totally counts <laughs> Cutting in here real fast to talk about sleep Can you recall a time when your mom yelled at you to make your bed or could you recall a time waking up and your toes were coming out of the covers Freezing that is a story of my life because I don't have heat in my room It's in my apartment, but not in my room. So that's why I want to tell you about ZSOC. Z Sock is a patented bedding product which solves two major issues. The Z Sock eliminates the everyday hassle of making your bed. Let me repeat that. You'll never have to make your bed again. It also keeps your toes tucked in no matter how much you toss and turn at night. If you want warmth from your nose to your toes, you gotta check out Z Sock. Here's how you do it. Visit zsock.com. That has three Zs though. So it's zzz. S O C K dot com. There's also a link in the notes section of this episode. This is going to change the way you sleep. You're going to be happy you checked it out. So I know that you have a very extensive musical theater background. You're an actress, you're yes. a singer. Very good singer, by Thank the you. way. <laughs> Go listen to her, everybody. You actually have stuff on your Instagram. Too. I do.
1: Check if out the Instagram. Everything's there. Follow her Instagram.
0: Ooh, yeah. In like yeah.
1: a very platonic way. Yeah, I yeah. Can... She has a boyfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't think you're going in there, getting anything out of it, it's unless you're a sponsor or like a sponsorship. You can yeah. get out of it. Yeah, exactly. You could give me money. Slide, slide in, slide in slide there. In. If you're, if you have a business and you want to sponsor it in her show, there's an opportunity. Or for if you, you want to be pals, <clears throat> I'm here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. That's a good way to make friends. I've made some friends through that. <laughs> yeah. I think I have someone listening in Europe that listens to this podcast Hello. that I met through Instagram. Hi there. I'm an overseas friend. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy. Nice to see you. Thanks for listening if you made it this far in the show. So let's talk about why you got into producing.
1: Well, I would like to know your story first
0: because I, when I first started figuring
1: out how to do all this, I was Facebook messaging you asking for your advice (laughs) because you, you, I made you my mentor without asking. (laughs) Oh, whoa, whoa. Well,
0: I didn't know I was your mentor. That's a lot of pressure. Oh, thanks. Uh, Let's see. So, for me, how I got into producing, Mm, I think that it working in news, well, oh man, this, I mean, it goes so far back. For me, to Nebraska. We're really talking about Nebraska these days. Yeah. So this is great. All right. So I haven't talked... I never talk about Nebraska. So yeah. like this is very rare you're getting me and to talk about And I know nothing
1: it. about that part of you. you know? Yeah.
0: So a long time ago, I went to film school during high school, but I also went to like a broadcasting program for 10 months. Mm-hmm. And then I graduated and I applied for news jobs, but I was like trying to be a videographer or like a... Yeah, I wasn't trying to be a reporter. And when I applied for Nebraska, they offered me a reporting job, um, not knowing that I only had a 10-month program, not a bachelor's. So I went out there as a 19-year-old reporter for an ABC affiliate. It was very fun. Mm -hmm. But I kind of hopped around, and and I always liked entertaining and doing that. And then I went into news producing, because I got sick of wearing makeup and the hair and everything. I wanted to be closer to Denver so I always produced a lot of TV, television news primarily Mm -hmm. and so then when it came time to write my own stuff I've always wanted to write movies and I realized that shockingly, writing plays, um, not only do I think I'm better at writing plays, but it's also, in my opinion, I thought it was easier to produce. because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you just have to write the check for the theater and you're in. It doesn't matter what you put on the stage. If mm-hmm. you write the check, you're in. You're there. So for me... It was more of a way for me to be able to get my stuff out there, similar to how you're going to be acting in, in your show. It's more of a i – I've learned that if you produce stuff, you quickly move up so much faster, from my opinion, Great. opposed to, like, crossing your fingers and hoping that someone else is going to produce you. Yeah. So for me, I think I've always just been a producer at heart because mm. I did it in news and I'm doing it here. Um I don't know if I answered your question No, totally. And I I
1: feel like I have a similar journey of I'm graduating with this degree in theater performance. And so I've been hitting the auditions hard and just, you know, getting up in the middle of the night and going to sit outside of Pearl Studios to wait to try to sing for someone. Um, And I realized pretty quickly that as much as I want to do that and pursue that, um, I don't want to wait for someone to give me permission to perform. And so I figured I'd just give it to myself and produce the show and stay in it. Because, I mean, it started as a production that I got cast in. And then I just kind of volunteered to put it up again um, and combine this, like, love of business that I've always had with the love of theater. So
0: Right. And in high school, like, to go even further back for me, Mm -hmm. high school I I did audition for shows and then I never got in them. And then I got like in the ensemble and then I think I actually got kicked out. That's a different episode. Yeah, I just stopped going because they cast me in the ensemble again for three years in a row Uh and I was like, F you. Like, I'm done with this. Oh no. So so I just stopped going and they kicked me out and it's like, of course you kicked me out because I And then I went into film because I was like, "At, at least I can produce things and write things and act in them and it's up to me. Exactly. That's what I like about it. Yeah. I like that it's up to me and there's no, there's, you're not walking into a room with Three little who knows who they are. I'm sure they're big in New York. Obviously, they're big in New York City. But I'm like walking into a room and having like someone tell me if I'm good enough or not good enough. Oh, and especially
1: when you're just sitting there waiting for hours and then you hand them your headshot and they say, oh, we're typing. So if they look at your headshot and you don't look how they want you to look, you're out. You get to leave. You don't get to sing.
0: That's such a wait. And you do. Is that every day? People do
1: that every day? Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends on the audition, but that happens more often than not. Um, oh. for open calls, especially. Um, hmm. so I've, there's been a bunch of auditions this season that I've gone to and haven't gotten to audition at just because they were like, oh, you're not the look we're looking for, which I get. Like, I'm not taking that personally. It's just annoying when you've invested a lot of time in, of that day to sitting and waiting. That know? is a waste of time. But <laughs> I mean, big I, waste. I mean, I try not to think of it as a waste just cause I'm like, well, I did something. I went and I tried. Right. Cause that's most of what auditioning is. It's just... Doing all of your homework, doing all of your prep, and showing up, and then the rest is out of your hands, which I don't like. Things being out of my hands, <laughs>
0: which is why I wanted to produce. Exactly. <laughs> See, I have like no idea what actors go through, because like I have no idea. All I know is that like I produce shows, and when we did Fifty Four Below, I was like, yeah, I guess I'll sing a song. Yeah. And it's like I don't, I, I don't know that there's like I don't know the process right. of how much people give themselves to this industry, yeah. acting.
1: And I think that's kind of an advantage for me is that hopefully as I continue this little journey, I, I treat actors better than other producers would. Right. Cause I know, I know what it's like, you know, right. so I'm like, what would I want if I were performing in this? And in this case I am, I'm in scab. Um, so like, if I'm, if I'm part of this process as an actor, not just a business person, what do I want out of it? And, like, how do I want to be treated? And it's like, oh,
0: like a human being. What a concept. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The thing about the auditions, I, I, I'll, like, I won't forget. I won't say who it was, obviously, because um, it doesn't matter. But I remember, like, when someone was auditioning for Good Morning New York, like, that was actually a few people who were, like, shaking in the audition room. Is it because, like, they don't, that it's rare to be able to audition? Um that or could be are they part just of it out. I, I was mean, like he's really shaken. Well, it's like whoa, there. I'm not- now shaken. Yeah, no, I
1: mean a part of it is that it's so infrequent that you actually get seen. I mean, at least in my oh. experience cuz I'm non-union and all of that. That's a, a whole other so issue. Are we. Yeah. yeah. Um but also an audition is a job interview. Ooh. So it's like this could be uh some income for me. And if it's not a really well-paying job, it's like, well, this could be a stepping stone to another more well-paying job. So it's like, it's your, it is your livelihood when you're auditioning. Um, and so it's, you know, that the nerves can get the best of you easily. I've sort of been on that journey this year of just being like, going into the audition being like, it's such a privilege to even be getting seen right now. Um, I've done everything I can do leading up to this. It's out of my hands. I've done my best, and if if I sing for them and they don't like it, I did everything I could do, and it, it's not in my control that they didn't want
0: me. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. So, no, that sounds rough. Yeah, yeah I, it just sounds. I don't. I don't think I could do it. That's for sure. It's. It
1: takes a certain personality, and I think I. I've been trying to train myself to care just a little less, so that I can, you know, for self-preservation, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're putting too much stock in it then you start taking it really personally. And it's not personal. It's business. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fit the vision, you don't. And who cares? It's not because you're not talented. It's because you are a brunette and they want a blonde. Or because you're 5'4 and they need someone that's 5'6".
0: You know? So arbitrary. That's so interesting. Yeah, I'm just now... I'm All I'm thinking about right now is like how when we had our auditions for the reading and everything else, like... Some of them were just my my aunt came in and my my friend Margot came in. And it's like just three people. I only, I got three, these people on the table, the audition table with me, because I'm like, well, I don't want to be sitting here alone and look like I don't have a team. Mm-hmm. So I have random people sitting. We have actors who have given their life to this yeah. and who are, like, really nervous, and they're, like, giving it me everything. And it's like, this is my aunt and this is my friend. <laughs> but you don't know that. Right. You don't think that it's, that it's, like, there's an episode on this casting, season one, episode four. But it's, like... Just a bunch of random people sitting at a table who, who, um, could mean, who mean the world to some people. Never knew that. It's really weird on the other, from my side. And now you're learning this too. Yeah, totally. But you're kind of learning like, oh, I can produce things. So now it's just like the door's wide open. Right. It's exciting. And
1: especially graduating soon and having the rest of life to figure out. It's like, whew, there's so many more possibilities than I ever imagined there would be. Especially being in New York. Especially having such a great community with Marymount um, and with this team I'm creating on SCAB and, you know, the friends I'm meeting in my neighborhood. You know, just all these different communities that get formed living here. It's incredible what you can make happen.
0: Yeah, and I think you're going to be really successful. Thank you. Yeah, you're I welcome. That. <laughs> you are. I think it'll be really successful because you were I met you through Park for Your Problems. Yes. You were in my first off-Broadway one night event where it's like a monologue event. Yes, you did good at that. Was that. So much fun. that was really fun. Yeah. I'm happy that it went well. Because oh, I was, was just awesome. winging it. So uh, I'm like, I hope it works for everybody. No, it was fantastic. Yeah, that was a really fun night. Mm-hmm. I've heard it, got a lot of feedback. So but yeah, you do that, you sing, you now produce, you'll be great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so keep an eye out. One more time, your Instagram page and your Kickstarter. Is there a website for this play yet or not? No, not yet.
1: There might be at some point. We have an Instagram actually. It's oh. at Takes Chops. Um our little company we formed is Takes Chops Productions. Oh. It's a little line, it's a line from the play. So awesome. <laughs> But uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Caroline McQuague. You'll it's, it'll be spelled somewhere in the description, I'm sure. Um and we have our Indiegogo link in the description as well, mm-hmm. I believe. Um so yeah, anything you can give, even if it's just a share of the Indiegogo, on your social media, reaching out to your friends, you know, we'd really appreciate it.
0: And if you have a business that you just want to get some product placement, yeah, reach out to her or me. Mm-hmm. We're all looking for stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, reach out. Whatever you have. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, buy a shirt for the show. Buy tickets to the show. Don't forget, we have gift bags on opening night. Buy a ticket.